Is this you? Do you get triggered? Now you can be triumphant and transform with the Cultivate Womanhood and Leadership course. Scan and book today. Join the Cultivate Womanhood and Leadership course. And follow Samantha Louise on social media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. And our guest today, Irina, is calling in from Long Island, New York, and she's got some wonderful morsels of wisdom to share today. And we want to welcome her to the show. And Nicole is going to read a short bio so you have a little bit of information, sneak peek into what she's all about, and then she is going to do the speaking. Go ahead, Nicole. Irina is an NLP master practitioner and coach, timeline therapy master practitioner, motivational speaker, author, and creator of Happiness Academy. She helps brokenhearted, discouraged people feel alive again so that they can lead fulfilling lives in doing so, impacting the lives of others. And she teaches others how to take control of mental, emotional, physical, spiritual states to live their best lives. Welcome, Irina. Thank you, Nicole and Berly. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Irina, how is it you say your last name? It's Shehovtsov. Wow. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. Well, we know her as Irina, the happy girl, who is going to talk all about how to make yourself happy from the inside out, right? So how does that work, Irina? How does that work when you work with your clients and stuff to make them happy from the inside out? So I believe it's a, a false state of being approached because we are this wonderful human beings. And we when we address those false state of beings, can we truly be happy? So I concentrate on different areas. First, it starts with your wellness, your nutrition, your exercise, movement, and morning routine. I believe how you start your day is so, so important because it determines your day, your week, your year, your quarter. So it's the intention that you set in the morning, how it all starts going from there. So in order for a person to be happy from within, it's how they set up their whole system by addressing physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And this physical, I concentrate on nutrition, wellness, exercise, and your morning routine. I believe we should all have one. And it doesn't matter how soon you wake up, how early, because there are some early birds and there are some night owls. But what's important is how you start your day. What intention do you set for yourself? And there are some kind of basic groundwork of practicing gratitude, the first when you step out in the morning, the, as soon as your feet hit the ground, saying three things that you're grateful for and not just blubbering with your mouth, but really say it, hear it, feel it deep in your soul and be present to the fact that you're alive another day today. You get to recreate this amazing opportunity and you get to relieve it and create it for yourself every single day. And even in the midst of despair, in the, in the midst of struggle, there are some things that we can be grateful for, whether we have a roof over our head or food on the table 
or the fact that you saw a smile on your child's face. Something so simple and things that we take for granted, we can be grateful for. And then moving, moving your body because motion creates emotion. Even if you're in a slumber, sometimes you don't want to exercise, you, you feel frustrated. But if you go for it, if you move a little bit, if you dance a little bit, you will see how you're emotionally, physically, how you change. Because we have this chemicals, endorphins, hormones that get released and we get to be that and feel that. So I like to start my mornings with an exercise. I, I take a morning walk and experiencing the sunrise and seeing how amazing it can be when you are just... They are starting taking in the day when the day is just beginning. And then we concentrate on other things. So once you establish the groundwork of setting what it is that morning routine that works for you, I'm not enforcing my, my thing, but I am offering and then people can take certain elements and incorporate them. Of course, it doesn't happen overnight. You slowly, gradually build things in and you add one degree of change, as they say, if you change by one degree today, you're going to be 356% better than you are today, whether you're learning a language, you're learning a new habit, you're introducing anything into your life that is new. Then we also concentrate on health and fitness. So uh, making sure you eat right. What is it that, you know, works for you? Being hydrated exercising and then process of because my uh, i call it i think radical forgiveness is also important and meditation and forgiveness doesn't mean you're forgiving the other person forgiveness means forgiving yourself because when we carry this heavy baggage every single day it takes a toll on our emotions it takes a toll on our or our life it kind of stops us in our tracks and it makes it difficult to move forward because we are obsessed what happened in the past or we are anxious what is coming in the future and we are missing out the present moment. And what we really have is the present moment by being here in the now, by experiencing, savoring and being present with where we are today. So practicing that those things, meditation, forgiveness and being present in the now, and another uh, aspect I concentrate on is hobbies. I think hobbies are so underestimated and we think they are only for kids. I believe all of us should practice a hobby. And whether it's a 10-minute walk, uh, if you like singing, or if you like to bake something, whatever that sets your soul on fire, we should practice at least 10 minutes a day to have a sustainable degree of happiness. So concentrating on that, on... Discovering what it is that makes you, you. Or maybe you wanted to try something for a long time and you never had the chance. Going for it, because life is too short to go on living unhappy. We don't have to wait for some external circumstance or event happen in our life to finally be happy. We can generate happiness from within by having practices in our day-to-day -day living that sustain it. Just like we brush our teeth to maintain beautiful oral hygiene, we can have practices to create in our life to have a happy well-being. Discovering what it is, the gift that you have inside of you and then sharing it with the world. As they say, if you want to truly be happy for a long, sustainable period of time, serve others. In, service, in servicing others, 
we can discover a gift and we can truly be happy. We're not going to work for the day in our life. We are actually going to be excited to wake up in the morning by sharing our gifts with others. And we work on other different practices as well. As part of my NLP studies and timeline therapy, I also remove negative emotions, limiting decisions, and I'm able to help people rediscover their life from a different perspective. They don't have to live in that state of being. They can release those heavy, toxic emotions. You know, when you talk about emotions, yes, it's like emotions are behind everything. You know, and happiness is an emotion, right? Sadness is an emotion. So when you feel yourself sad, it's like rather than weight yourself down, it's like, okay, I can either stay here and keep going deeper into the darkness of sadness, or I can just say, I don't have to be here, right? right. I can just be happy. What are some fun things and, and, and things that really make me happy and bring joy into my life? You know, like you say, you just, you know, you shared this morning that you woke up and there was a nice snowfall, just beauty and the cleansingness, you know, the sparkling, you know, off the lights and the sun coming up, you know, that is what's really breathtaking and, and really gives that, oh, this is nice, that comfortable feeling, right? And you mentioned something about forgiveness. And I think we forget a lot about forgiveness because we always talk about, you know, don't be selfish, right? But this is about the self. That's, that's why they call it, you know, hey, it's yourself, right? Okay. And to fill this cup, you know, before you, you know, pass it out to anyone else. But that forgiveness, you know, and it's like share with others. What about sharing with yourself, right? Forgive others, you know, you know, be good, all this stuff. But what do we do to ourselves, right? That self-destruction, that self-sabotage, that self-denial, you know, the self. Oh, my gosh, we take so much away from ourselves because we're so busy trying to give to everybody else that it gets frustrating. And then we get upset. It's like, well, well what about me? I'm giving it to everybody else. Nobody's giving it to me. Poor little me. Oh, my gosh. Now I become a victim, you know, the whole story, right? But it really does boil down into giving yourself permission. Forgive yourself for beating yourself up. You know, if you got to give, you know, forgive someone else for beating them up, you know, forgive yourself. And and like you say, you know, open up to do something that makes you happy. So let's just say you always wanted to be a dancer or you wanted to be a singer or an artist. But, you know, you were told, you know, as little as like, you know, you can't make any money doing that, you know, so you got to get a job that's going to do this and da, 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 da. And all of a sudden you start to suppress those things, but you don't feel fulfilled. You know, so like you said, you know, get, get into that, that little habit, that hobby of something, you know, and it's just like, pick up that pencil and start sketching 10 minutes a day and see what happens. That 10 minutes may turn into 20, may turn into 30, may turn into 40. You may end up having a picture like the one you draw behind you here with this little eyeball, you know? So however that takes, I think that is so adorable. It, 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 it's personal and it's, a, it's an expression of happiness because now you're feeling a fulfillment. You know, like you say, if you want to dance, you don't need a partner to dance. Just flip on some music or listen to the music in your head and just start moving. And like you say, because that movement gets the blood flowing and gets the excitement going and energizes. So there's so many things that we can do throughout our day to get those hormones and those dendrites and things firing 
those feel good firing things instead of the stressors, right? Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, to me, it's like, this is a no brainer, but it wasn't always a no brainer, you know, and because if you fight depression or if you fight anxieties and things like that, it's beginning to re recognize it. But again, uh, there's so much out here in the world, right, to be able to discover that self-awareness and that self-awakening and the enlightenment and the age that we're in right now is the age of awakening, the age of Aquarius, of all that is, right? You know, and the last couple of years have been a little like, wow, what's there to be happy about? Well, there's always a way to find something to be happy about, right? And just think about it. Look at the time you get to spend with yourself. So now you better start liking yourself because if you don't like yourself, it's hard to love yourself, but you can love yourself and still not like yourself. You know, it's all this, you know, back and forth. So share with the audience a little bit about that, the difference between liking yourself and loving yourself that constitutes being happy with who you are. Right. Yeah. In the beginning, of course, sometimes could be difficult. And it also depends on your upbringing, how we are raised and what we hear in a day to day what we get to experience. And first you have to like yourself totally before you can love yourself. One of the good tools I learned uh, from Marisa Pierre is, you know, putting a simple three-letter word on your mirror and just saying you are enough and looking at that every day in the morning and in the evening and seeing what kind of changes it could bring up into your life. And we always can start small. We can practice self-love, which is, is not selfish, it's actually caring. Because how you take care of yourself, you come up as a better person for your family, your kids, your colleagues, your employees, by practicing different elements. So starting small, doing something that brings you joy, I think is important. Not, uh, as I mentioned before, not forgetting and not think, thinking that, oh, I'm adult now. I'm supposed to be orderly, organized and straight and <laughs> responsible. <laughs> yes, you have to do that too. Yes. That's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> it's like, uh, but it, it's so true. That's kind of the way we've been brainwashed, right? And you're thinking, but, but if you got that little bit of rebel in you, it's like, no, I don't think so. Right. I, I tell everybody because I'm, I'm short, you know, I, I, I stretch to hit that five foot mark. And it's like, if I hit five foot or go beyond, that means I'd have to grow up. So I'll just stay right there where I don't ever have to grow up. Right. And I don't have to act like these adults. right? But, you know, it's so important what you just, you know, shared here, because it is so true you know, discovering that likeness of who you are and, and start to really look at where your assets are. And if you don't think you have assets, ask someone, they'll tell you, they'll definitely tell you what they don't like about you, but then say, okay, I, that's good. Now I know what to improve. Like you said, that, that 1% degree and then 365 days later, wow, you know, that gives you something to work on. But now share with me some of my assets. What are some of my good points that I can capitalize on as well? You know, and we all need that reinforcement, right? To say, you know, that confirmation 
and being able to change and be accepted for the changes that we're making. And then sometimes, you know, when you're making these major choices and life-changing decisions, what happens is, is the surroundings that you have change, but the people in your life may also go this direction, which is okay. And know that it's okay because when they go this way, there's going to be others coming in that are going to be able to support you and raise you up, which then really gives you that personal gratitude of who you are and a way to, to stimulate and grow and be happy and be that expression of fulfillment and purpose. So, Irina, we're going to take a short break here. And when we come back, Nicole's going to talk to you about how you got to this point, right? So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Meet Samantha Louise, Leadership Cultivation, Truth, Elegance, Loyalty, Personal Cultivation, Maximize Growth, Strengthen Your Personal and Professional Lifestyle. Join the Cultivate Womanhood and Leadership course, scan and book today. Follow Samantha Louise on social media. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. We've been talking with Irina out of uh, Long Island, New York. She has just been sharing some great stuff. And whew, what a day, way to start, you know, with all this happiness here. It's, it's awesome. But Nicole now is going to have another conversation with Irina, and she's going to share how she got to where she is today. So, Nicole, Irina is all yours. You know, listening to your, the way that you express yourself, Irina, and the energy that you bring, right? The intention that you put there and you have that beautiful eye behind you and that eye sees everything. The beauty is that, that your eye is wide open and you have this incredible awareness. And I want to share with the audience something I found on your website, which absolutely describes you. And it says that there's life after divorce. Life is not a sprint, but a marathon. There is a rainbow after the rain. Live, dream, grow. And that's a quote from you. What does that say about who Irina is and how you became this beautiful life coach and how you share the change and the transformation with others? Yes, yeah, so it was not, not always uh, unicorn and rainbows. <laughs> um, I became a single parent of a newborn and a five-year-old, and this was seven years ago. And I was living in that broken state. I was healing from giving birth. So I was cut open, physically healing from that, and emotionally also cut open because I find out that everything was a mistake, apparently. And now I am a single parent. And I was living in that depressive state of being, going in day in and day out, not being present, but just fulfilling my daily obligations. Bowling my eyes out as I ran to work, as I dropped one kid off at nursery and another one in high school, in uh, middle school elementary school <laughs> and then asking myself this question as I was on my way to work is this what life is all about do we come here just to suffer 
waiting for something, for some miracle, for something outside of me to change, waiting for somebody to come and rescue me, looking everywhere around me and seeing complete families with mom, dad, and kids, and at least on that on the outside, they, they look complete and happy and always good. And then I looked at myself and seeing how I am not enough, I am not complete. And what's wrong with me? What, where have I gone wrong? Because I could never imagine my life, you know, as a, I, I didn't expect to be a single parent, never in a million years have I had that. Uh, and so I embarked on a journey of personal development and growth where I started attending seminars and reading books. And the first thing that started everything is me opening up the door and trapping through the threshold on the other side and taking myself out on a walk and realizing that I can do this. I can take one little step at a time and progress forward. Of course, nothing happens overnight and it takes daily dedication, but a point came in my life when I could no longer continue living like I was living, being in that depressive state of being, not being present. Like I remember when my daughter uttered her first word, the older one, and when she started walking, but with my son, yes, I was there, but the memory is not there. I wasn't there uh, emotionally. I was somewhere else. So realization that I can no longer, whatever was, was not working and I had to change. I had to derive the energy, be a better person. And so I started focusing more on my first physical body because it's what we see in the mirror. And my intention was never to lose weight or anything like that, but to exercise, to eat right, to... You know, as I shared earlier, I love watching sunrises in the morning. I think it's so beautiful. And you get to witness the day being born and being right there is like you didn't miss anything. It gives you so much energy, so much joy when you start your morning like that. Another thing I did is learning how to sing, which allowed me to sing what I couldn't speak. All sessions with psychologists never helped anything. They were actually making me feel worse and I would feel worse leaving the session than uh, coming on. But here singing allowed me to open up my voice and I was able to use the other side of my brain where I was able to be more creative and more artistic. Joining Toastmasters also allowed me to open up my voice and being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. Doing a public speaking because my background, I am an introvert recovering. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. It's when we learn to speak and, and trust others to listen. And in Toastmasters, that's kind of what you do, right? You have a group of people there that are a captive audience and they're there to support you and be your friends. And so you know that whatever you say or however you trip it up, when you're speaking verbally or however you physically trip and fall, right? Or you walk into the podium and say, oops, you know, hey, they forgive you. They laugh with you. They're there to support you and share the joy of speaking and, and to allow you to learn 
who Irina is and to share that voice. And that's that welcoming part of that. And it's also that singing is the tonality, right? The tone that we share, the frequency and the vibration that, that we become to be the medium to open up to that and to express ourselves however we can, whether it's singing in the shower and having a good time, you know, grab, grabbing the scrub brush like a microphone and just singing away or singing in publicly, singing around the house to our children and engaging with our children, that voice and that moment and then another part of community. And, you know, and sharing that and being able to kind of recover. But it's, it's like you said, it's not all unicorns and rainbows. We all have that moment where it is. And we want to be the rainbow. We want to bring in the, the frequencies and the vibration and the colors of the rainbow within our center chakras. But that doesn't always happen. And it's that soul's journey, right? That kind of dark night of the soul moment that changed you, that allowed you to open up, that you allowed the change and the fragments of what is us and what is missing. And it's kind of like a puzzle right what's the missing piece or how do you put the the jigsaw together and place those pieces together the fragments of us and live a beautiful life we're here in this meat suit having our soul's journey but we don't realize that we have to express ourselves in every facet whether it's anger or sadness we need to be able to express ourselves and sometimes sitting on the couch at the shrink's office isn't the best way and i've done it myself Sometimes there's beautiful people to talk to, and sometimes you just need to talk and have somebody listen without, without being in anger or without shouting back, but somebody that, that is listening. But sometimes that can even be a bartender, right? You know, a friend or somebody that we just need to talk to that doesn't know us, that's detached from us, right? You need the Long Island. <laughs> think of the iced tea when you say it, right? I think of the drink. That, that's kind of the recovery point in it, right? It's not really iced tea, but it's the fun of the look of it. And that's who we are as people, and that's how we see things. It's the look of what we are intaking and what we imagine to be our lives, and it's all the parts and pieces that come together that change our vibration. And, you know, and, and, and that's the great part of it, is you were able to see that and share that with others and to say, hey, you know what? The truth is, this is my life. The truth is I was broken. The truth is, is I bound the duct tape and I put myself back together until I could mold myself. And the fact that you share the exercise and the movement, movement is action. Exercise is an easy way to develop habits with, without being so hard and so critical on yourself. Because you can get up, you can walk in the morning, you're welcoming the sun and the new day but you're also welcoming in that new chance and that new beginning. And it's a habit that you're forming without forcing yourself to sit at a desk and write that out. It's, it's a free flowing habit. And each time you move, you're taking action. And each time you move, you're breathing. And each time you move, you're in a meditation. And that's part of life. And that's here you are. And, and the beauty is it, that you're sharing this with the moment with your family. How has the, the, the NLP uh, the, the changed your life? And you talk about Melissa Peers and being enough. How has that combined changed who Irina is and how you work with clients? It totally revamped my world, how I see the world. <laughs> uh, as I completed the, the NLP studies and I was able to remove the negative emotions and limiting decisions, and kind of the 
uh, best part about NLP is it gives you choices. Instead of being in a box, you get to see different possibilities for any given thing because it increases choice through we don't have to be locked in and stuck with just two we could have many it's how we see the world how we interact with ourselves and others so it allowed me to see the world in a different way not just black and white but with colors with opportunities with possibilities and the work that profound impact it had on me, I now want to share it with others. And so I also completed my NLP trainer studies as well. And now I can certify and train others in this discipline and timeline therapy. Timeline therapy is so incredible. It allows to remove negative emotions and limiting decisions. And you get a clean slate on life. You get to see your life through a different prism. And it doesn't have to be you still, you didn't delete your past. You still have your past, but you get to see it with a different perspective. Because in any situation that happens in a life is a lesson. If we look at it as a lesson, what did we learn as an observer? And stepping with that, when you look at something as a lesson, as opposed to a punishment, as opposed to people want to, you know, hurt you, what did you learn? Maybe you needed to be more kind, or maybe you needed to be more compassionate, or maybe you need to listen more or establish better boundaries. Every situation in the lives can be, and that's how it changed me, that I started looking at my life as a series of lessons and what did I learn as a result of them that allows me to then move forward because in life there is no failure. Everything is a feedback, is an opportunity to learn and try again, and try again. And with that, uh, I call it newfound knowledge, you can step forward, you can live your life, you can be the creator. You set your life in motion and you're not saying or relying circumstances of what's happening around you. You can be in charge of what you create. You get that opportunity. Every single day when you wake up, you have an opportunity to create your life. And, you know, living that and experiencing that, realizing how our mind is organized, because we have a lot of filters, we have a lot of programs that we run, and it's not good or bad, it just isn't. Once you understand that, you start penalizing yourself, you start doubting yourself so much. You're able to look at yourself as a different perspective, that you're here, a soul having a human experience, and you get to define what that is for yourself. That is fantastic how you do that. You get to be and define who you are. And, you know, th thank you for sharing that. You know, when you share your journey and we share your business and what you do and how you your business with a heart serves others, we all see that we can be that change and make that change, especially now. This is the time to make that change. And this is the time to transform not only you, but your business and how we change the world and the imprint that we leave here. And I'm going to go ahead and bring Beverly in because I know she has a few questions just for you, Irina, uh, and to share with the audience. 
Wow, what a delightful story. So many of us can relate to that because we're born perfect. And then we get scarred by all the lessons, as you say, right? That, you know, we're, we're taught fear. We're taught, you know, deception. We're taught betrayal. We're taught all these things that, you know, you got to do this and you got to do that. And then it's like, oh, my goodness, you reach a certain point in your life and you're saying, seriously, is this all there is? When we begin that awakening and to wake up to, you know, what is, is transpiring for each and every one of us and how to fulfill that and complete ourselves, you know, to become whole in, in the truth and the identity of who each and every one of us is in that uniqueness and happiness is definitely a part of it. And the happier you are, the more joy and gratitude you bring into your life. Those movements, those one degree of becoming that better you keeps coming in larger and larger and larger amounts, which is really awesome. So what I would like for you to do, Irina, is to share with the audience three things that they can take today when this show ends, incorporate it in their life to get them started on that journey of being just a little bit better every day. Okay, awesome. <clears throat> so the three things we can do. First one is gratitude. In the, in, the, in the midst of despair, even in the midst of stuff going on, bad stuff going on, we can be something grateful for, whether it's a roof over your head, a food on the table, seeing a smile on a child's face or witnessing that's beautiful sunrise if you're into sunrises being grateful i think is important and what you focus on expands the more you're grateful for something the more of that you will see in your life because our mind always wants to prove you right and it will always bring you into your mind's view what you concentrate on because it wants to serve you your subconscious mind Second thing is exercise. Ex exercise is something we get to do, not something we have to do. So whether it's movement, you know, walking, Pilates, yoga, or doing something that moves your body or dance, just a simple dance, putting on the 10 minutes of music and have an, an amazing, you know, dance off to bring you cheer, cheer yourself up because you are your own cheerleader, your own judge, your own executioner, all wrapped into one. Why not choose and be your own cheerleader? And go ahead, pat yourself on the back while you that. And the third thing I want to mention is learning new things. Contrary to popular belief, it's never is too late to learn new things. When I learned how to sing, I was 39 years old, I think. And I thought it was too late for me because I saw, oh, Little kids go in the dance, in the music school, and they're learning, and like, what am I here, an adult doing here? Like, am I crazy? <laughs> to, to my surprise, I had a, a set that I did in Bitter End uh, Rock Club in New York City, and I was the youngest singer. We had an adult band. We had a, a, a mom who was a teenage mom. Uh, she had two teenagers, and we had a, a, a band guitarist who was in his 50s. And the guy who was doing uh, like the piano, and I was the youngest, and I thought it was too late for me. It's never is too late. 
you can always learn new things. You can always build new neural pathways, whether you like to learn a new language, you want to try bungee jumping or uh, singing, whatever suits your boat. So those are the th three things, gratitude, exercise, and learning new things. I think if you implement them in your life, you will notice a degree of happiness, no matter how young you are. There you go. You just heard that. Words of wisdom here. Thank you so much, Irina, for sharing that. And, and that is so true, you know, being grateful and getting that movement, like you say, and learn something new because you always want to keep that brain cooking and going. Those neurotransmitters are where it's at. So thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your life story and adventures. And Nicole, thank you again so much for being here as well. And thank you, audience, for listening. All of Irina's information is going to be attached to the audio and to the video. If you like what she had to say, comment, let her know. And if you want to reach out to her, you'll have all of her information there. So thank you all for listening to 360 Wisdom Speaks, and we'll see you on another episode. Meet Samantha. It's all about womanhood and leadership. It's time to cultivate, commit, be positive. Join Samantha's course, Cultivate Womanhood and Leadership. Honoring your journey, cultivate deeper awareness.